Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. This is Fred Houston broadcasting live uh, from the beautiful state of Washington. Uh, I'm up here for a while, as you all guys all know. And today we are going to be talking about mud. And I'm fortunate that I'm going to be having two guests on here, uh, Jason McDaniel, who I'm sure all you local listeners, and well, I shouldn't say local, I should say your international listeners, have heard before. So let me get Jason in here and we'll get, get this ball rolling here. Jason, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing good. You? Yeah, doing good. Yeah, it's a nice uh, sunny day out here in Portland. Yeah, up here in Washington State, too. We started off a little cold this morning, but, boy, it's beautiful. Uh, I'm going to hate to go back to Florida in a couple of months, but, oh, well. I guess I'll miss the winter, right? <laughs> yeah, it happens fast. We were just talking about this uh, you know, the, over the last couple of days that, you know, it goes from being hot and then the next thing you know, you know, you, you got to wear long sleeve shirts in the morning and, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a nice change for me. But anyway, let, let's talk mud. Um, yeah, do it. Before, before we get started, you know, there are going to be some guys out there. You know, let, let me tell you a little story here. This is kind of funny because I, I kind of watched the mud event, what you were broadcasting, what Luke was broadcasting, and Shannon and everybody else. And, it got it brought back a lot of memories. I think, uh, I don't know if I've told you before, told the listeners before, I grew up in that industry. My dad, I'm going to age myself now. Uh, that's all we did. I mean, that's all we knew. That was way before thing sets were invented or, or even used. So uh, when I saw this event, I'm like, oh, wow, mud is still around. So why don't, we, why don't you explain to the folks what, what mud is? Well, you know, we know that's not a technical term, but that's what us tile guys call it. So why don't you give, me a, give the folks an explanation of what that consists of? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, we're going to get Brandon in here in a minute, and that's a question that, that he'll be able to answer a lot better than I, than I can. Obviously, I was at the event. Um, I, I do have experience with mud, you know, not, not as much as, as a guy like Brandon or the Joe Limas of the world or, you know, the Michael Warners, those, those guys, you know, Mark Simonelli, those guys, they, they are, you know, they're just total mud badasses. Um, but, you know, mud is, is a, it's, it's a way of prepping a shower. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, it's not just a shower, but, uh, you know, Eating mud is it's, it's substrate prep, right? Um, and I've done. I mean, I'm huge on substrate prep. I mean, the the reality is is that it's you know one of the most important things uh, in this industry is learning how to prep your substrate. So you know that that's what it is. I mean, mud is it's uh, you know it's lime, cement, and sand, and and I'm sure there's a bunch of other different things you can do to you know use to to, to be floating with mud, but yeah, you know, you set your screeds and, uh, you know, your, your screed sticks and you've got your screeds and you get your metal lath on the wall, your, your wire, your chicken wire, and, uh, you know, and you float, the, float your substrate. It's really amazing. I mean, it, mud, you know, the answer to that question is 
mud is an art. I mean, that's what mud is. You know, mud is is a true art. Um, what I love about it is that it's the, the you know the focus of mud is that it is to make your substrate absolutely perfect, bomber, either flat or plumb level and totally true. All your inside corners, it just allows you to completely take this this blank canvas and and shape it exactly how you want. Uh, obviously, it dries and then it's solid as a rock. And it, and as long as you you know you 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 do it the way you're supposed to do it and the, the way you're, you know, hopefully taught by somebody who knows how to do it. Um, it's, uh, these things can last forever. And, um, so yeah, mud is, is substrate prep. And I've been, you know, screeding and doing dry packs and things like that my entire career. Uh, do I have a lot of experience with floating mud walls? No. I mean, I've, I've had to do it in certain applications. I think it's, uh, it's a method that you absolutely have to know, in order to survive in this industry because, you know, I mean, Dr. Fred, as you know, things come up, you know, oh, yeah. you can be in a job yeah. and everything's going great. And the next thing you know, you're, you're like, holy crap. I mean, this is way out. Or, or maybe you get your foam on the wall and you think you've got it good, but it's, 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 you, you get there the next day, turns out, Oh yeah, I made a little mistake. You have to know how to screed and mud walls. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's an incredible um, you know, it, it's just an incredible part of this trade. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just, it's brutally difficult. It's heavy. It's dusty. I mean, it is all the things that we are trying to get away from. Um, you know, I mean, right. uh, these kids, these young kids with uh, remote controls uh, in their hands, they do not want to pick up a trowel and a hawk and, and, no. and fix a bunch <laughs> of sand and cement. You know, it's it's funny you should say that because, you know, here, well, I'm not there now, but back in Florida, we have what I call the thin set cowboys. You know, that that's all they know how to do is, you know, is, is trowel on mortar and they don't even do that right. And you mention the word mud to them or thick bed insulation and they look at you like you're talking Greek or something. So, you know, I, I guess maybe it's a question for, for Brandon as well. But, but before we get to that. Uh, we got this mud event that just happened out there in Idaho, yeah. Idaho, Idaho Falls. Tell me a little bit about that. How, how did that go? I, I thought it was great. Uh, you know, very fortunate. You know, again, thanks to Ardex for uh, for making that happen for me. I mean, that I wasn't going to go and uh, d- decided kind of last minute. You know, we just something a little camping trip fell through with with uh, with a lady, and so it was, you know, it was like I got an opportunity to do this, and um, you know, I had been to. Uh, you know, the events really started in Stockton with GTP and, and Ardex and, and Mario and Lee or in, uh, uh, Joe Lima and, and Terry Hall, William White. Um, so, yeah, you know what Mario and Terry and, and Joe Lima have done with this event is it's it's just incredible to see. I mean, it's almost emotional, you know, when you see something that started, you know, it was nothing when it started. And then now to see all of these amazing tile you know artists and craftsmen come from all over the country uh that the event was it, it just it it was great right i mean you got so many great people there you're able to get together go out to dinner talk talk about life you know talk about you know what you're going through and and obviously the world right now is upside down so it's really it, it's a way of uh yes it's exhausting but it, it, and on another hand it, it kind of recharges your batteries a little bit it's, it's just to be around all that energy, you know, you've just got so many people and they're all charged up and ready to go. So 
the event, uh, you know, Joe Lima did a great um, deal where he was, you know, floating a mud, mud wall in a niche, and uh, Mike Foster at Tile Trends was the host. Just the coolest guy you've ever met, his son Braxton. They were absolutely, you know, great to be around. Um, you know, the, the event is, it, it was a CTI on Thursday. Uh, Friday was the Artex Academy and kind of, you know, the beginning of the event. And then Saturday was the event itself. Uh, you know, you had all kinds of, you know, manufacturers there with the, uh, you know, uh, Monolith with Gunlock was there and, um, you know, uh, Rapid Recess was there, Bill Parker, Laticrete, Mape, Ardex, um, Schluter was there, Shannon and the whole Schluter crew was there. You know, they were able to kind of take a mud wall and put some curdy membrane on it to show how those two, how those two, uh, you know, those two, that, that way of prepping and then Schluter's product, how they kind of work together. Uh, so the event was outstanding. Um, you know, kind of an interesting area, right? Not super easy to get to for people. No. Uh, so so it was, that kind of posed a little bit of a problem, but it was a great turnout. Um, can't say enough about it. Like I said, a lot of kudos to Mario, Joe Lima, and Terry Hall because they've done a great job with that. And, and for those of you listening that don't know those names uh, that, that Jason is mentioning, uh, you know, want to hop on over to the Facebook page, uh, Global Tile Posse, and uh, you'll see all those guys participating. But, but I did want to say one thing. One of the things that I've noticed, um, and I actually was talking to someone today about this and how the industry has changed as far as people giving up their secrets and, and their trade and their willingness to help. I, I remember back in the day, no one wanted to tell you anything. You know, they learned from their dad and their dad, and you, you would think it was the greatest, you know, uh, you know, worse uh, than trying to get the Coca-Cola formula, if you know what I'm talking about. And today, right, absolutely. you know, it's, it's just incredible the amount of knowledge that's out there and the willingness to share it. And that, that's what I got from, I didn't go to it, but again, I, I saw all the videos and that, that's what I saw, which was great. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the cool thing about this trade and, and, you know, I think most trades, especially in the construction world, right? I mean, we're used to being the dirty guys on the job, right? And here we have all this information. We have all this skill. And, you know, we've been alone in this for so many years. And now you, here you have this platform that we can come out and share it. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it gets my blood boiling. I love it. I, I, I want to be able to share all this knowledge, that, that all the mistakes that I've made uh, over the years, and then learning all these, these cool new things. I mean, I love being the guy that's like, hey, you know, check this out. Look what I learned, and let me show you this. So to me, I mean, if it's a secret, I want to get it out there. And yep. if it can help just one person advance their, their life, their career, just one, I feel like I've done my job. And so that's the great thing about the trade. You know, this blue collar, the trade, you know, we all know what it's like to get up in the morning in pain, roll out of bed, I'm hurting, oh, gosh. And then, you know, we, we all know what that's like, so we have that common bond there. And so we're all willing to help. How can we make – how can I make this person's life better? If I can share this little bit of knowledge with them and it, it helps them, you know, not have to kill themselves that day, I think it's – that's – that right there, what you're talking about really – is the deep-rooted truth of, of, of these trades and tile is that we are all here together. Uh, you know, we are a family. We want to help each other out, make each other's lives just that much easier. 
Uh, and it's just, I just absolutely, I love it. I love that about the trade. Um, and that event right there, mud, that is what it is. That is a bunch of hardcore people, you know, talking about a skill that they've spent their life learning. And uh, if you can't get up for that, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, that's, that is yep. what it is all about right there. And do you know if there's uh, when the next mud is going to be and where it's going to be by any chance? You know, I don't. I mean, they're obviously we're all kicking that around now. I got a good chance to talk to Joe and, and even Brandon, who's going to, you know, come on here with us in a minute. Uh, and, and the guy's on their way home. They had a long drive, and I was fortunate to fly. Um, we don't know exactly where the next one's going to be. Uh, I, 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 I'm not. I'm just throwing this out there. But I heard, you know, here it was. It was uh, uh, what well, it was. It was Mudaho, right? Because it was Idaho, so it was Mudaho. Right. <laughs> um, and I heard that uh, Mike Shima had, and I don't know if, you know, Mike Shima is a, a, a very popular name in the groups. Um, he's got his, uh, his Omaha, Nebraska tile setting page in Facebook. If you don't, if you've never seen it, it's the, uh, it's the Omaha page. I think from what I heard, a little bit of a rumble out there, it's going to be called Mudaha. So that's kind of what I'm hearing, right? You've got <laughs> Omaha, so it's Mudaha, and they kind of. I think it's cool. They've latched on to a cool trend here, where you're getting these uh, these great hashtags and 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 a, and a really good way to uh, to market these things on social media. It's catchy. So that's what I've heard, but I I, I can't say that for sure. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure it'll be posted on the Global Tile Posse page when when it when it is announced. Uh, let me give out the phone number yes, here sir. one more time, Jason, for those that might yeah. want to call in with a comment or a question. If you're listening live, obviously, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't call in, but you can always send us questions. Uh, the number is three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight you know jason i uh, not not too long ago i was down in in south florida and you know like, like i said in the beginning they they have no idea what mud is down there uh and i heard someone mention you know mud's a dying art um what's your take on that on that comment yeah i mean i i don't i can't i, I think brandon is really going to be able to shed some light on this because when i talk to brandon uh you know a lot of what he says is you know, California is kind of, you know, the birthplace of mud in the States, right? So obviously, you know, um, we've been doing uh, what I think I, I, I said something like, you know, mud, you know, mud is the Rome of tile, right? Because that's what the, all these ancient cities and stuff, they were built on, on mud, right? I mean, yep. that's how they were doing it back in the day. And a lot of these, these um, incredible, you know, structures are still standing. So um, do I think it's a dying art? No. I think that in, in some way, in some fashion, you're always going to be using mud skills to do a tile application. Obviously, foam is taking off, and we will have a foam event, no doubt about that. Um, but I, I do think that mud is always going to be something that people are going to want to know. Here's the problem, Dr. Fred, is that people, that is, it is a very difficult thing to do, to learn. It is extremely technical, and it's heavy it's dirty. It's all the things that young people are trying to avoid in their everyday life, right? I mean, yep. you show, I mean, let me tell you, mixing mud in a, in a uh, I mean, I'm going to be the idiot, and the, the mud pail, you know, the mixing deal. I mean, it sucks. You know, you got to chop it with the hoe. I mean, I've done it, and, and every yep. second of it, I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. If I can grab a 
three by five, uh, you know, revolutionary shower systems foam pan and, and throw it down on the ground, I'm going to do it. And so, uh, you know, do I think it's a dying art? No. I just think it's really difficult to get a young person. I, I mean, that is, that is not, I think that show a young guy self-leveling, doing floor heat and how to, you know, how to install a, a you know, a, a shower system, a foam shower system. That's something Tony wouldn't get up for because it's not so completely brutal. But, hey, you know, bring an 18-year-old kid fresh out of high school to the job and say, hey, look, there's 50 bags of sand, 15 bags of cement, a couple bags of lime over there. I need all that mixed up by noon. I mean, he's going to drop the tools and say, I'm out. I got Call of Duty's waiting. I got to go home. So um, it's a, I, I don't think it's dying. I just think it's going to be really hard to get young people to do it. Absolutely, and I, and I think that's pretty much the, the trend right now across all the construction trades, uh, even the light construction trades for that matter. These, you know, I'm, I'm going to show my age now. I guess some of these kids, all they want to do is sit on their computers and play games, et cetera, and earn a living, earn right. a living that way. And, you know, my, I don't know if, I'm sure you know who Mike Rowe is with the Dirty Jobs. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's a real advocate. I've been following him for years, and he's a real advocate of uh, – you know, kids, kids need to get back to the trades, you know, I mean, there's right. nothing wrong with college. I mean, I went to college, I graduated college, but, you know, we're lacking in the trades and our, our trade is one that's, that, that I see when what I'm doing hurting really bad. I mean, we need young guys to come in and learn this trade and, and, and guys out there, it can be a lucrative trade. You know, if, if you got the skill, I mean, it, it's needed out there. Yeah, you see absolutely. That? And, you know, I think that, too, that, like, I, I've seen guys that all they know how to do is weeding, or all they know how to do is shoot, right? And, and um, without my, uh, without learning how to do mud pans early on in my career, uh, you know, I do a lot of dry packs, and, and um, not as much as I used to, but I have that skill, and I can do it, and I can do it well. So I think that having that ability, what it does is it allows me to, to say yes to a job that, Maybe a guy that's all he's done in his career is uh, center drains with foam wouldn't know what to do with that. So, right. uh, you know, I do think that having the skill is, is necessary to be successful, regardless of whether it's an attractive thing to do or not. Um, it, it, it absolutely is necessary. I never want to be the installer that doesn't have the, the, the ability, the knowledge. I want to have that physical ability to be able to do that. You know, and I think you're right. I, I think as an installer too, you should you should be familiar with all the installation systems that are out there because you'd be turning down work if you don't. You know, whether it's mud, right. whether it's foam, you know, regardless of what it is. I, I you know, and and that's why I'm so glad to see, you know, an event like mud as well as you know the education uh, stuff that the uh, TCNA is doing, uh, CTI is doing, and, and all those guys. I mean, so so important and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's definitely a skill that uh, you'll you'll have for life. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, some people this morning, and uh, th this young lady was talking to me, had just started in the industry back in November. And uh, I said, well, I'm going to warn you, once you get in this industry, you're stuck for life. You can try to get yeah. out. You're, you're going to be here for a long, long time. I mean, you know, so that's, that's, that's how it happens. Um, Absolutely. All right, while we're waiting for Brandon to call in, hopefully he'll call in. I'd be really interested. Well, actually, his, we uh, just got to let him know. Brandon, give us a shout, and, let's, and, and yeah, he'll, he'll jump in here. 
yeah, give us a shout, Brandon. We would definitely like to get you in here and get get your take on on this and help some of these folks out. You know, we uh, we we've just topped uh, twenty two thousand unique listens on our on our podcast here. And you know, as you know, this is a very specialized podcast. It's not for it's not for everybody. So uh, we're, we're real happy real happy with that. And I've got to give a shout out to my sponsors and guests like you you've been on here quite a few times and you know we we really appreciate that and uh continuing to educate educate everybody um why oh, don't you tell a little bit, out here. yeah why don't you uh um uh, give a little background information about yourself while we're waiting for brandon to call in yeah just uh you know tile setter from portland oregon uh started global tile posse with dave bitten uh just about five years ago um you know, my, my story is basic. I, I, I was a slab fabricator, and I uh, was taught how to set tile. I, I had to set tile, or else I wouldn't have been able to pay my rent. So yeah. um, got a call from a guy, and, <laughs> and he said, we heard you do a lot of tile, and I said every day. And I had never set tile in my life. So uh, that's, uh, that's how I learned. I can tell you I didn't learn um, mud early on. I can tell you that. But Brandon, for sure, that's how he was brought up. And I think we have Brandon on the line. Brandon, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you great. Fine, thanks. Welcome to the show. So I, I don't know if Thank you've you listened to the show. No, no problem. I don't know if you were listening uh, to what uh, uh, Jason was saying there. So why don't you give a little little brief introduction about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Okay. My name is Brandon Ellsbury. Uh, I own Ellsbury Tile. I'm a third-generation tile setter. My whole family's done it, grandpa, cousins, uncles brothers um i've been doing it shoot since probably seventh grade throughout high school and my break and stuff and then right out of high school i started with a company muller and bell tile in stockton which one of my cousins owns now but i was there for about 24 years did a lot of mud work back when i was a helper um basically just had a started young and kind of liked it just because it was something that I could show my uh my abilities and my artwork and stuff like that it's hard work but I mean I enjoy it a lot it's it's very uh very soothing it's good to see you know you put up something nice and then to also see a homeowner have a smile on their face and you know be happy with what you give them absolutely Guy, I really love talking to guys like you with all that all that experience. You know, for the the folks that are listening and don't have the experience, and they're they're saying, "Well, what the hell are you talking about? What what is mud? What, what, how would how would you describe what what mud is, Jason? Uh, not Jason, uh, Brandon. Well, mud is just a, a it's a, a solid surface that we could basically, you know, true up, square, plumb anything that's out. Um, no. Yeah, there's no, uh, like, no seams or anything like that. Everything's all solid piece. Uh, if it's done correctly, you waterproof the back of it. So, you know, it won't leak. It'll hit the paper, go down into your leaf holes. But it's a solid, basically a solid surface, no joints, no nothing, um, watertight, soundproof, <laughs> fireproof, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I see one. I see one picture up there in the fires. They had a chimney and a stall shower still standing. 
That's a, that's a great advertisement for that that type of yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now I asked Jason this question. I'll ask you this too. And you know, of course, we've got people listening from all over the country and all over the world. So I'm sure the trends are a little yeah. bit different uh, from you yeah. know se- geographically. But uh, would you say mud is a dying art, or would you say it's still very popular? Well, I I kind of go both ways. It is popular because a lot of people want to know it and get to learn it and everything. But then again, there's only so many people that have done it, and we're trying to show the younger generation and everybody else how to do it. But like Jay was saying, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work, and they'd rather just put the board up. But then there are people that want to do it and learn how to do it because that's one other tool in your toolbox. You know, that way you can be able to do almost in everything that there is in countering tile. Because I always tell my customers, I said, if you, anything you want done tile, I can do it. And, you know, just because I've been there, I know how to flow, I can use the board, I've done it all. So I don't think floating is a dying art, but I do think we need to get out there and teach these kids more about it and get them to like it. Even though it's hard work, it is it is another tool in their book. And it's, it's also a rewarding. And it's also rewarding work as, yeah. as well. Oh, it is. It is. And let me tell you, it's also, I don't have to go to the gym. <laughs> there that's you go. Right there. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Even on that gym uh-uh. membership, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, All right, let's, exactly. let's, let's, let's get a little controversial here. And this, this question is for you both. Uh, either one oh, of you boy. can take it. But um, what would be the advantages of mud? Say, let's take over foam, for example. I know we're going to piss off the foam guys, but heck with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, advantages, uh, mud over, over foam. I mean, I, I would say like what Brandon said is that it's, I mean, it is hard as a rock when it's done. It is solid. And, uh, you know, a lot of what a lot, and I know Brandon will have his take on this, that a lot, what a lot of people say about foam is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's soft, right? It's, it's when it's, you know, you put a piece of foam on the wall, and if you've got that span and you push on it, the foam will give a little bit yep. depending on the product. Um, so what people say is that is that it's softer. Um, and, I, you know, after the install, I, I would say it's, 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 you know, it strengthens up. You get the thin set, the material, it dries, um, it, it strengthens up. So. I think that the other advantage to mud over foam is like well, another thing that Brandon brought up is that you can just do so much with it. I mean, you can shape and form. I mean, the reality is if you want to do an arch or an inside radius or an outside radius, you're going to have to do some form of mud. You can't just throw foam, foam board up there and say, yo, bend for me. It doesn't work that way. Um, so you got to know how to float in order to do those types of things. Um, but Brandon, what do you think? I mean, what, what, in, in your mind, since this is what you primarily do, what, what are the advantages of mud over foam? Well, uh, my, the only uh, advantage that I see, I mean, exact like you said, you can shape it. You know, if you got a quarter inch in one spot and a half inch in the other, you can do that with mud board you can't otherwise you gotta add float whatever so something like that is an advantage 
and, and I don't want to piss off any poor guys, but just this is <laughs> my thought from just, I don't know, like maybe not common sense, but just my way of thinking. When you put board up and everything, you've got sheets. Unless you can get full wall sheets, you've got those joints in there. And it seems yep. like I, I never came in, in, in contact with it, but it's no matter if you glue, screw, tape, whatever, I just think that if it's going to give, it'll give there at that joint. And when I float my showers, I think that if the house is going to move a little bit, like if it's still settling a, a lot, then yeah, it'll crack. But if it's just going to move a little bit, like it's settling just a little bit, I think all that settlement is going to be behind the mud. It's going to do all that behind the mud while the mud stays intact. Um, good point. That's just my thought. Otherwise, the board. He makes a good. Brandon makes a good point that he's right. There, there are the joints in, in the board, and I've actually had. In the past, when I wasn't doing things right, I've had, you know, you and a lot, I mean, Dr. Fred, you know this, you see failures every day. I mean, yep. what do you see when you walk into floors? You can walk into a job, look down at the floor, and know what size backer board they use because that's where the cracks are. They're at yep. the joint. Yeah. How many, I mean, nine out of ten times, the cracks on the, on the floor, they're three feet by five feet. And that's what they are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with mud, obviously you get a monolithic uh, substrate, and, and it's a, a really good point. I think it goes it, – it all comes back to whatever you're doing. If it's, if it's mud or if it's foam or whatever, you have to do it right. you got to do it per yeah. manufacturer's specifications, um, and, yeah. and that's how you avoid these types of failures. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and, and I too, agree with I that. Mean, and, and, and board, I, I have nothing wrong with it. If it's put in correctly and everything, that shit lasts, you know. It, it does its job. Tile, thin set, all that shit solids it up. It does what it's supposed to do. But that's just my thought on pros and cons toward uh, yeah. board and mud. And I think you're right. I mean, you know, with all the failures that I see on a regular basis, and I've been I've been doing this for, God, close to 40 years now, and uh, I can tell you from my perspective uh i rarely see a mud installation fail if it's done right uh and i can't say that yeah. for for other other type of installations even if they're done right uh you know we see failures eventually over, over the years so like let, let me yeah. ask brandon this question and jason you can always pop in here too but you know since brandon's been doing this for a long long time what have you Maybe the way to ask this, I'm, I'm trying to ask you, what have you seen change over the years? You know, what, what's different today than it was, say, 20 years ago when you started? Uh, just uh, probably everything that's changing, like new products and uh, the, the boards that are coming out. Um, there's a lot of different, uh, different tiles now. We yeah. used to do a lot of small tiles. Now it's all big tiles. Um, they went from floor tiles to go on the floor, and now they're putting floor tiles on walls. Uh, we used to have all kinds of trim. Now they're getting rid of our trim. Um, what other things? I, yeah, yeah, mud boxes. Using, <laughs> we don't have metal mud boxes no more. <laughs> <laughs> are you using Are well, you using additives at all that you never used in the past? No, no. Before we used to use additives. Now it seems like all the thin sets they have it in there. Yep. Because back in the day, I we used to 
you know, pour in our additive with our thin set, and then now it's all it's already in there. And then the muds too. The mud seems like it's. I mean, not that it's better. It's consistent because we get bad mud. It's good mud. But back in the day, we used to, you know, chop and do our own mud. So you can make it however you want. If you needed a little richer one day, or if you needed a little not as much rich. But I mean, you could still right now, do now that it, with bad mud too. Yeah, it comes in a bag now. You know, if you if you if you want something a certain type of product for a certain application, you can get it in a bag. And Brandon knows. You know, we that's what I mean. Mark Christensen was there, and he was floating some walls, doing some different things. So it is that you can get a lot of these products in a 50-pound bag if you're looking for something specific where you don't have to put the lime and put the cement. It's kind of all in it. Um, you know, another yeah. thing that's changed yep. is that I think the showers are getting crazier. They're getting bigger. You know, and, and, and the customer, oh, yeah. yep. the expectation is, is, is far greater. They want this. They want the scribe. They want, you know, they want these big, giant, linear drains wall-to-wall or, you know, in-wall drains. I mean, they're sewing niches in the corner. They want yeah. lights in yeah. the niches. It's just like, man, <laughs> yep. when is it going to stop? <laughs> it's not, dude. It's not. <laughs> It's gonna just keep on going. Yep. <laughs> keep on going. That's why we. That's why we gotta adapt and you know, do what these things come. New stuff comes out. We gotta learn this stuff, and, you know, because that's yeah. all tools in our toolbox. It's that's like right. you guys need to learn this much. That way, they got another thing if they need to encounter something that they have to, you know, go from this thin to that thick. They they got a little basic knowledge of it, and they can do it. So what would you guys say is, is probably the biggest mistake, um, you know, guys make in, in doing mud work? Um, question. I would say probably they don't take the time maybe, or maybe not that they don't take the time, maybe they don't know, but like squaring up showers and plumbing walls. You know, they just put mud on the wall with a stick think it's good but then you know you got to take in consideration you got to square up things because depending on cuts on the floor and ceiling you're going to see those so i see a lot of people just not not that they don't not that they don't care it's just i think they don't know that makes sense now you know uh we were you know i i call these especially the installers we have in florida here and no offense to you guys that are really good out there but you know i call them the thin set cowboys um, mm-hmm. you know, if these guys are looking to, to do, you know, to learn mud, obviously we know where to go. Uh, but how long would you say it takes for someone to be proficient at, at doing mud work? Well, if you can get in there and get your hands on it and just, you know, start off by doing tubs and stuff like that first, I think you could have it down within a year, maybe even sooner, yeah. six months. You know, depending on how, it all depends on the person, actually, how bad they want it, you know? Right. Because I could tell you right now, I'll learn this stuff in a day or two just because I love it. It's it's what I live for. So I want to learn that and everything. Somebody could be like, yeah, I'll learn it, but they don't actually want to learn it. They just want to learn it. <laughs> so it might take them a little bit longer than somebody who actually wants to get in there and know it and, and do it and you know, so, I mean, it could be anywhere from, you know, a couple of weeks to six months or whatever, depending on the person, really. It's really easy. Once you get in there and start 
fiddling with the hawk and trowel after your I don't know, second or third shower, you'll start to get the hang of it. You'll be able to start how to handle your trowel and hawk and how to put the mud on the wall, how much mud to put on the wall, you know, stuff like that. What about uh, competitive advantage? Is there a competitive advantage? Obviously there is, but I'd be interested in hearing your take on that, uh, <laughs> doing mud work. Um, well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not really competitive a person. <laughs> I only raced one time, Jay. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't race. Actually, I don't race. But, I mean, it is competitive out there. There are people out there that are – I got a guy that owns a company, and they run a bunch of tracks, and everybody out there is competitive. It's all a race. And I think when you get into that, you don't really – take into consideration a few things that you probably should have. Um, yeah, I was you know, always... Dr. Fred, I, I think, you know, part of that is it, with mud, I don't have that, you know, the type of skill with mud that Brandon does. And, and so, I mean, look at what I've been doing recently in Portland. I've got a big uh, exterior job that I'm working on. And in order to make it right, it all had to, it all had to be floated with mud. So, you know, I mean, to keep myself competitive, to keep myself relevant, and to, to, to make sure that I get this job done right, I called somebody in Portland, John Fazer, that I know is very, very good with the mud, and so he, I paid him to float it out for me. So I do think that, you know, as far as having the skill to do it and, and to, to, to stay competitive, it's extremely important. Either you have to know how to do it, or you better know somebody that does. Because I can tell you, in my world, I've had two jobs, and, and I've got another exterior deck coming up where the entire thing has to be treated out. So, um, you know, you've got to have this skill to stay in this business. You absolutely do, because there's a job out there that's going to come up, and if you don't know how to screed, you don't know how to float mud, then you're going you're gonna to end up passing up on a lot of money and giving it to somebody that's doing and, uh, you know, a lot of times that can lose a customer. That can lose a big contract. So it's a really important uh, skill to have. Absolutely. Yep. Let me give the phone. Let me give the phone number out here one more time for those that might have a question for uh, Jason or, or Brandon. It's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. All right, guys, uh, if there's no other questions here, I do have a couple uh, more quick questions here. Uh, and that is, you know, and we kind of hit on this, but I'd like to repeat it. Uh, where, If you're looking to get into doing mud, where would you go? Where, where would you recommend uh, you guys go to learn this? Uh, well, <laughs> there's really, I, you would have to go to mud, mud five, when it comes up. That would be one place, yeah. and we can teach you a lot there. Otherwise, um, maybe check and see if your local tile places are having any things like that. Otherwise, you're going to have to find somebody who knows how to do mud and just have them teach you. But I'm always willing to help and answer questions and all that and always willing to teach anybody that's willing to learn, you know? Yeah, but I, I, think, I, think Brand, I think Brandon's right that, that it, it, this is – this is one of those skills. I mean, if you look at me in my career, when I started setting tile, I, I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't even know mud was a thing, right? So um, I wish I did. 
because th- then it would have been substrate prep forward. It would have been the first thing that I learned would have been substrate prep. And what's interesting is that it was the last thing that I learned. I mean, think about that from a, from a tile setter's perspective, you know, from a professional. I mean, the fact that one of the last things I learned as I'm growing in tile is to prep my substrate, that's pretty crazy. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it is that thing. They don't have classes for this, right? I mean, they, they do have, you know, MUD is, it is an ACT. It is one of the advanced uh, certifications in the CTEF. I mean, once you get a CTI, you can do the ACTs, and MUD is one of the certifications. So, you know, they do, uh, the CTEF and the NTCA, they do teach uh, MUD. I mean, it is one of those things. There are apprenticeship programs where you can learn skill. I mean, you're not going to learn it to the level that Brandon's doing it, right? I mean, in order to get yeah. that type of skill, you got to be on the job with a guy like Brandon. In order to do that, that's where you have to be. So it, I can tell you right now, they don't have college courses for it. That's for sure. No, they I mean, don't. It's not no. something you're going to find next door. Yeah. Let me, hey, guys, we got. I think we have a caller coming in. Let me grab this and see who this is. We've got a caller from the – 2008 area code, are you there? Yep, we're here. Hey, what's your name? What's your question? What's your comment? So, my name's Mike Foster. Um, Jason and Brandon right. know me. I'm, I held mud <laughs> here in Idaho Falls. You know, I'm just oh, yeah. to hey, Mike. Your, uh, what's going on, guys? Um, yeah, I'm just listening to your podcast here and you know, I just I, I got to chime in. You know, if anybody's looking to learn, go find a guy. You know, go find a guy in your local area. Ask him. Be like, you know, I want to learn. I know in, in our area nobody wants to. Now it's starting to spark interest because, you know, of the event. Um, I did see on Facebook there was a guy. He went back. His guy watched us. And he went back and he floated his first shower floor. I mean, that's. Wow, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It's super cool. Sure. So, and that's awesome that we can just, you know, that one person. I'm sure there might be few, but just that one person to go back and give it a try. It's, you know, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Well, yeah, social media, social media helps, right? Because, you know, young people, they want to be on their phone. They, they want to be recognized for doing something cool. And, I mean, if you can make, you know, make it, if the mud events, they make it fun. They make it relevant. You know, and guys like Mike are willing yep. to open up his shop and, and host the event, make it fun, and, and, you know, have a few days there where you can get together and, and uh, you know, do, do a lot of cool things, learn a lot of cool skills. I think it's, uh, social media is going to help this trade and this and, and, and the art of mud very much. Yeah. Yep. I believe it will. Absolutely. Especially after this year. It was a good you know, it was a good turnout. We had a lot of lot of uh mock ups to where actually people can get in there and get their hands dirty and actually get a feel for it. We even made them chop the old school mud way, you know, dancing at mud. That way you can actually get a real feel of what us mud guys have to go through, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was really awesome. I think it went really well, and I think it's going to be a start of something great. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I, I was excited to I was excited to see all the you know all the videos that everyone posted in that as well. I actually glued to Facebook there for for those couple of days uh, watching stuff. I, I wanted to see more, so I guess I got to go next year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get your Somewhere. hands dirty and learn a little bit. Come on down, I'll teach you. Not a problem. I'm willing to teach. Great. Yeah, yeah here, you here today, I Brandon. thought, Dr. Fred, here I thought that uh, that I was on my phone doing a lot of live videos. I guess I didn't cover it very well. I guess I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> oh, no, you covered it well. It's just, I, you know, you, you, you wanted, wanted to see more. I <laughs> wanted to see One more. One man oh, with yeah. a phone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Well, I thank all of you. Do you have any last-minute comments? We'll start with Jason. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, Mike's on the phone, so just want to uh, – I've I, uh, I been thinking about giving him a call and just catching up with him. Obviously, the events, you know, I, I went home with, uh, with you know, I mean, Brand, even Brandon and I had met him once before, but I can tell right now that Brandon and I will keep in touch and, and, uh, and talk, and if, if, oh, yeah. if I've got questions or if he – I mean, we'll bounce things off each other. Same with Mike. So, you know, obviously, just really happy to be a part of this podcast. Thanks, Dr. Fred, for making it happen, and Mike. Thank you again for having the event and, you know, how gracious you and your son were. And so uh, hope everybody has a, a good afternoon and uh, set some tile. Thank you, Jason. Uh, how yeah. about you, Brandon? Any last-minute comments, yeah, Brandon? No, I, what's that? Any last-minute comments? Uh, yeah, no, I just want to thank you, Fred, for having me on here, and Jason and uh, Mike Foster for hosting the event. Um, and then, honestly, I, I and you know, it's, it's nice to talk about this and get people interested and all that good stuff. And hopefully there's more of this to come. I, you know, it's really, really informational stuff, and I, I really like it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Brandon. How about you, Mike? Oh, no, I, I just appreciate taking the call, and I appreciate you guys spreading the word about mud and you know, it's it's still alive. It's still well. It's just got to be passed on. Yep. Absolutely. You know. Well, guys, I, I thank all three of you. Uh, it was great information, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All righty, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. When I come back, we'll wrap things up. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. 
Alrighty, folks, we are back, and some great guests there. Uh, if anybody wants to get in contact with those guys, what I suggest you do is uh, go over on Facebook and type in Global Tile Posse, and you'll see Jason there a lot and the, uh, the other guys as well. And like I said before, any of those guys are willing to help. So if you're looking to learn how to how to do mud work, uh, I, I would definitely get over there and put it out there and uh, – you know, actually go to that cl- class or that event next year, wherever it's going to be. So you keep an eye on that website as well. All right, that's it for me this week. Uh, I will be back again next week. If anybody wants to be a guest, if anybody has any questions or comments, you can always send me an email at f houston. That's f h u e s t o n at gmail dot com. Hey, folks, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. <laughs>